the Holy Gospel according to John, the 8th chapter. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. As often as the Revised Common Lectionary dips in and out of John's Gospel during its three-year cycle of readings, I had never noticed that we never hear chapters 7 and 8, except when we read this gospel on Reformation Sunday. And just as we do when a lectionary reading skips verses, it's good practice to ask why when whole chapters are left out. One answer is that the chapters are challenging theologically. Another reason is probably that there's no central event. There are no miracles or what John calls them signs. And a third reason is that the dialogue between the religious leaders and Jesus in these verses is highly charged and has been misused to stoke anti-Semitism. The danger signs are there and so we stay away. Those difficulties are precisely why we should try to understand the text clearly. A couple of years ago, here at Ascension, we hosted an author and speaker who taught about the Jewish festivals or celebrations. Maybe you remember that in Judaism, the festivals are centered around important times in Israel's history. One of those festivals, Sukkot, or the Festival of Booths or Tabernacles is the setting for today's text. Sukkot was one of three pilgrimage festivals that brought Jews from all the regions of Palestine to Jerusalem and to the temple. A fall festival, it was celebrated at the end of the harvest and it celebrated God's provision. During the week-long celebration, the Jewish people also recalled God's protection in the wilderness wanderings after they fled from Egypt and slavery under the Pharaoh. So that is the setting for this dialogue between Jesus and his audience, where he tells them, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And that's the backdrop 
against which they respond to him by saying, we have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? The people are there in Jerusalem celebrating God's deliverance from slavery. It is at the very same time that they are celebrating that God brought their ancestors out of slavery that they deny ever having been slaves. And they reject the idea that they remain enslaved to sin, even now. A comparison can be made to a person living in active addiction. In the midst of active addiction, you may recognize that other people have drinking problems or drug problems, but you can't see it for yourself. You're not one of those people. Your habits aren't as bad as theirs. It's always preferable to notice and point out the faults of others and draw attention away from one's own brokenness. In active addiction, you cannot see the destructive power that shapes your thoughts and controls your actions. You think you are managing your using or your drinking. And that's why the very first step in a 12-step recovery program is admit you are powerless over your drug of choice, that your life has become unmanageable. When Jesus says everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin, he is calling all of us to recognize our powerlessness over sin and our enslavement to it. We are hardly free from sin. We are recovering sinners. We cannot, through our own strength and understanding, believe in the Lord, come to him or serve him. Coming to God and serving God absolutely requires God's action for us first. And that is what God promises here. That is what Jesus promises here. God sees our sin and recognizes the ways that we are enslaved even when we cannot. God rescues us and provides for us just as God has done throughout the history of the people of God. And in Christ, we are set free, not only from sin, but for relationship. In Christ, we become God's children and we are given a place in God's household and that place can never be taken away. In God's kingdom, there is a permanent place for you and for me. And that is the good news that we celebrate this Reformation Sunday, where human memory and egos and institutions may fail. God's promise endures. God's Holy Spirit is at work, redeeming us and our stories and awakening us to who we are as God's people and the possibilities that God is creating in our midst. Retired Bishop Leonard Bullock, who is now the acting executive director for our outdoor ministries in our ELCA region, recently shared an update about those ministries, and in it he named how difficult it can be to, 
to look at the past, to stand in the present, and to focus on the future. But that is exactly what we are called to do, to know what God has done and is doing and to have confidence in what God will do for us and for the world. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for seeing us clearly in our brokenness and for giving us even when we cannot see where we are hurting or the ways we hurt others. Thank you for ever forming and reforming us as your people, for calling us to you and restoring us to be who you have created us to be. And thank you for giving us a place in your kingdom where you call us to participate in what you are doing in the world. Help us to follow your Son, to listen to your word, and to be enlivened and sent forth by your Spirit. Amen.